0: The AFC West has been wild in 2021 with every team in the division with five wins through nine weeks. So on today's show, David, we're going to be getting into how the Chargers stack up in the AFC West as they sit atop it through nine weeks, and we'll talk about just what direction these teams are going right now with the chiefs being weakened the broncos and raiders being really weird teams then to wrap up the show today we'll get into some voicemails about the chargers spreading the ball around offensively and if there's any help out there for the chargers run defense but i'm daniel wade he's david drogenmeyer let's go ahead and get into it
1: you are locked on chargers Your daily podcast on the Los Angeles
2: Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is up, guys, and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen. We really appreciate it. And we have a fun show for you guys today because we're going to be talking about the AFC West, but if you haven't already, make sure to go check out the Locked on Chargers YouTube page. We just had our biggest show recently. We really appreciate you guys for doing that. If you're watching it on YouTube right now, make sure to go to the bottom and hit that subscribe button for us and keep supporting us because we really appreciate it. And as always, you can find the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can find a Locked on Chargers podcast there. But David, I wanted to talk about the AFC West because we haven't really talked about what the rest of the teams are doing in the division so far this season and the Chargers again sit at the top of the division but it is a weird division so we'll talk about how the Chargers stack up against those teams and just in the AFC where the best team is the Titans with two losses the Chargers only one loss behind that one and a half games overall because they haven't had their bye week yet. So it's a crazy, crazy division. It's a crazy conference at this point. But I do have to tell you guys that this episode of Locked on Charge is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more of just the place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends over at McDonald's for always being there for us. I'm loving it. All right, David. So. There's a lot to get into in the AFC West because it's really the wild, wild AFC West. It's the wild, wild yes, West out is. here. And the AFC doesn't West doesn't get talked about really right now as much as being like a super, super competitive division. It was like the NFC West and some other divisions. It's about as competitive as it gets. And there's still a lot of divisional games that are going to be played. And the Chargers are 2-0 and in the division right now, which is the only reason they sit atop it. They Invaluable. have the tiebreaker with the Raiders. But The AFC West is five wins across the board. Like, I mean, the Chargers, it's nice because they've had their bye week. They're five and three, so they have one less loss than the Chiefs and the Broncos. But this is from Taylor Bishotti of NFL Network. Chargers and Raiders five and three, Chiefs and Broncos five and four. First division in NFL history for all its teams to have exactly five wins through week nine. So, David, this division, you know, you want to win the division. You have to, right? Host a playoff game. You don't want to go to some of those environments in the cold when it gets to January, but the chargers find themselves in a good spot in a really, really tough division. That's going to, you know, really, it's going to be a big fist fight going down the stretch. I think.
1: Yeah. And there's still a lot of teams that need to play each other. And that's, you know, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, kind of that uh, team deathmatch situation where, uh, you know, these teams are going to be handing each other losses. So a lot of that's still to come and the chargers have two extremely invaluable wins already in the AFC West one over the the Chiefs one over the Raiders that is fantastic those are worth two in the division they're very 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 valuable and uh, the Chargers have put themselves in a good spot the Chargers are winning win score games this year a lot of that has to do with Brandon Staley's aggressive nature but this is a, just a better Chargers team this year as well I, I think obviously better offensive line they have better execution on defense the special teams is looking like it's getting better, um, but I think it's led better. I think it starts at the top with Brandon Staley, and that's the reason why the Chargers are on top of the AFC West.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair enough, and I think a lot of it's just the precipitous fall of the Chiefs, who we'll get into, right? Oh, yeah, right? Just absolutely. Them not being just a juggernaut, where it seems like you have to go for a wild card, because that's kind of what it felt like the last couple of years. I mean, the one year the Chargers tied them in the division, right, and they still ended up losing on tiebreakers, mostly because of these divisional games, right? I mean, yeah. that's usually how things end up going down in the division. The Chargers are 2-0, but like you said, a lot of teams haven't played each other yet. Like the Chiefs yeah. and the Raiders haven't played at all. The Chargers and Broncos have not played up until this point, so they are going to start knocking each other down unless they just start going ties across the board, which would be super weird. But I do want to start with the Broncos because they are a team the Chargers haven't played against, so we haven't don't have that direct comparison yet. We haven't got to match them up against each other against a team where even with drew lock right for as bad as he was he was good against the chargers a lot of times right and the chargers had plenty of issues with him different team this year for both teams and they have teddy bridgewater now still a really good defense but it's strange with the broncos because they traded von miller to the rams and you know a lot of people okay well they're kind of punting on their season which is weird because they're still kind of in the thick of it but a lot of their wins have come against some pretty bad teams right and so for the chargers it's still going to be tough because of that defense and the charge of always, no matter who the coach is, had trouble with that defense. And I think you know, having Brain and Staley, obviously a master in the Vic Fangio coaching tree, right, knows all of those ins and outs. I think that will give them a better advantage than they've had in years past. And obviously, David, it's kind of hard to take their record overall seriously, even after a big win against the Cowboys, just because of their early stretch of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Broncos came out of the gates roaring, three and zero, and I mean. If you look at it just at face value, yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, you 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 won three games and, and you didn't lose any of them. But then you look at the opponents that they played, and then you're like, well, I don't know, three and zero. And then after that, you look and they've been two and four in the six games since, and right. they really only have one win over a team that's plus five hundred, and that was the last win that they just acquired over the Dallas Cowboys, a very impressive win. No no question about sure. it. The Cowboys are an incredible football team. Obviously, they beat the Chargers earlier in the year, and they are one of the better teams in the NFC. So I, it just for me, that kind of feels a little bit more like an anomaly than what this team truly is, just because that's what this team has showed us so far this season.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they also lost to a Cleveland Browns team, right, without their starting quarterback. I mean, they have some bad losses as well i mean lost the raiders inside the division so that's going to hurt them by when things points. all shake out yeah at the end of the year but i mean it still is i think going to be a dog fight when these two teams match up oh, it always things.
1: is yeah
0: yeah it's just one of those things but I, i think obviously going just based on that last game you know that you can't take them lightly right they just went on you know went and beat a team that the chargers got beat by earlier in the season and you know the chargers played okay against the cowboys but they smoked the Cowboys. I mean that yeah. game was a blowout. Don't let the 30 to 16 score fool you. The yeah, 16 points one.
1: came in garbage time. It was 27 100%. to nothing and the the Cowboys didn't do nothing.
0: Yeah, no. The game. Cowboys were really bad in that game as well. Dak Prescott's first game back after missing a game. A lot of factors in that, but you trade Von Miller then you go and get two sacks from Bear Browning. They have Bear Browning. They have, you know, a lot of guys really stepping up for them. A lot of guys in their secondary who have been really good. Justin Simmons is obviously someone who's all pro level type of safety. So it's going to be tough against them, but obviously you don't want to see them beating the Dallas Cowboys and going 40 carries for 191 yards, right? Just specifically for the Chargers. It would be nice to not see that. I mean,
3: they well, they have two running that backs
1: that have over 450 yards rushing. Melvin yep. Gordon has 477 and Javante Williams has 466 on 14 less carries. So, both of those guys, when they're getting the ball, they're moving it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Javon DeBlin was my favorite running back in this last draft class easily. And I mean, Melvin Gordon, say what you will about him. He still has a lot of very productive games and he still, you know, is very frustrating to watch when I've seen him, but also makes some big plays to kind of make up for some of that. So they're a pretty good defense. But I think a lot of that is right now being kind of, you know, ballooned by those early games because. When you just look at like things like yards per play allowed by their defense, it's 13th, so it's up right around the middle of the pack. And that's just how many yards are you giving up on each play? I mean, it doesn't get yeah. much more simple than that. So even though it's 17 points per game, that's a very scary number. It's a, a beatable team that teams have been able to put points up. I mean, the Raiders putting up 33 points against them, right? I mean, that obviously is an offense that has some firepower, but still, it's not an unbeatable team. It's not one of the legendary Denver defenses no. that we've seen in the past. but. They're the team, I mean, I think it's just since you haven't seen them, those are going to be two huge games that yeah, will end up playing true. a huge factor going down the stretch of this division. So I'm excited to watch those games and obviously nervous as you'd be going into any of these kind of games, right? I mean, it's just any Well, and for the Broncos
1: game. going into Denver later on in the year as it's going to get colder and uglier and nastier. Yep. Yeah, I'm never a fan of that.
0: When it doesn't play into the Chargers' strengths right now as you know, a big mm. throw-heavy team, big pass-heavy team where last week went up against a – Not a great run defense, right? And didn't look like a great running team when they had a good matchup. And we've just seen that too many times. So we're going to get now the Chargers matchup against the other two teams, the Raiders, with everything they have going on right now and how they're going to go down the stretch. And the Chiefs, the weakest Chiefs team we've seen in a long time, that still keeps hanging around with, you know, tight wins against bad teams in bad situations. So we'll get into that coming up right after this. But first thing, you tell Chargers fans about an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about, and that's the GetUpside app. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up, and all they have to do is download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Now, use the promo code to TOUCHDOWN, all caps, to get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back at the gas tank, guys. You can take $0.50 cents off that ridiculous number that's up on that board. And I think the thing I love most about the Get Upside app, where you can get up to $0.50, cents back per gallon, right? Which is obviously incentive enough, but it's super easy to get your money out as well. You can get it right to your bank account. You can get it to PayPal. You can get it in gift cards like Amazon and other big brands. And I mean, you just want to get that money back as quick as possible. You can do that with the get Side app. And all you have to do is use the promo code to touchdown to save even more money, save 25 cents per gallon up to all the time and save 50 cents per gallon on your first tank with the get up Sign app promo code touchdown. All right, David. Well, it's time to get into the rest of the wild, wild AFC West. Let's start with the Raiders here. And obviously, so much going on off the field. Oh, yeah. I feel for our boy Q, you know, over at Lockdown Raiders, because that's a lot to deal with, with everything that happened with John Gruden. Yeah, you know, with a lot the, of
1: turmoil, man.
0: For sure. And, I mean, the Henry Argett situation is just obviously terrible. Tregnant. Like, Yeah, it's absolutely tre- terrible. I mean, it, it's hard to even talk about. and I, I mean, that's why it's. For everyone out there, you know, that's having to cover it. For that girl's family, all of those things, we just feel terrible. And, you know, our condolences go out to them. But it's still a football season, right? And, like, it's yeah. impossible to say that those things aren't affecting the Raiders. And I think oh, at this yeah. point, it seemed like they got a little bit of a boost, you know, by Rick Bisacci coming in, right? And actually being able to do, you know, win two games in a row right after that happened with John Gruden. Like, that was pretty impressive. And then you have a stinker. Against the Giants last week, Derek Barr's turning the ball over. You lose to a bad team. And I think that's really what the Raiders have kind of been like this season, right? I mean, Gus Bradley has that defense looking better than I thought. And, you know, credit over there. A lot of former Chargers over there playing well <laughs> yeah. for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the, the Chargers outcasts over there making an impact, but
1: including the NFL's leading tackler and Denzel Perriman. Yeah. What?
0: 100 percent i mean i do have questions about their offense right and i mean there's some guys on the waiver wire some guys who've been released that could potentially shake things up for them
1: obj but, anyone
0: sure i mean it definitely they definitely lost you know some parts of their offense i mean well, obviously and they already signed
1: Deshaun their- to jackson too so
0: right yeah and they yeah, exactly so we'll see how he fills in for it but i think the biggest thing overall for the raiders is just they're a weird team where you just don't know what you're going to get because they have yeah. You know, some great wins. I mean, you have a win over the Ravens, which has aged very well for them. One of the Ravens, only two losses, right? And then you have other games where you just look totally bad. I mean, and then the biggest thing for me, David, is the next six games where they could really fall off the face of the AFC West in this case, because the next six games, they have the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Washington football team, which is the easiest game easily in the stretch. The Chiefs, again, and then the Browns. I mean, that's well, part not, of the gauntlet. Not, not the Chargers only the Cowboys there,
1: Daniel, but Cowboys on Thursday night football on four days rest. Like, you don't want to yeah. see that team on six days rest, let alone three. That, that's going to be a tough one.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and obviously they're a beatable team. We just saw they looked bad last week, but they'll have some time to kind of get in their groove before these two teams face off. But, like, the Chargers already had to play the Cowboys, right? And yeah. they already had to play the Chiefs. And they already had to play a Washington football team and the Browns. Like it's not a given that the Raiders are going to beat the Browns and the Cowboys, right? I mean, those are two games. The Chargers have already had to get off their gauntlet. They already had to play the chiefs twice and picked up that valuable win. So I think that is for the Raiders, even though Derek Carr is still playing well for most of these games, right? Every once in a while, he's looking like a top 10 quarterback. And then he has some just really dumb plays that has to be infuriating for Raiders fans. But the next game for the Chargers and Raiders isn't going to be a given either. Like we know it's going to be close. It's going to be tight. It always is. The 14 point win, even this year against the Raiders didn't really feel like it. I mean, it was close for most of the game and a couple of big plays down the stretch ended up giving the Chargers a comfortable win there. And that's really all that's important. But at the same time, you know it's going to be a dog fight, but I think the Chargers do stack up well against them. It's still not like they're a dominant running team at this point, and they're the only team the Chargers have shown they can stop the run against. So I think that's what kind of gives you some confidence against them going forward. But now it's time to look at the Chiefs, David, who have looked terrible. And of course, like I talked about a little bit before, like hanging on with bad wins. Right? You were just hoping they could just lose a couple and totally fall out of it. But as of right yeah. now, they're like you know one game behind the chart. They're right behind the Chargers. At this point, right? They're just one loss behind the Chargers. Damn you, Aaron Rodgers. Damn you, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, shame on you. Shame Shame on on you, you. man. Shame on you. But yeah, (laughs) of course, right? But like to beat that team, you know, and only put up 13 points against them, that's not a great time. You win 13 to 7 against them. You win 20-17 to against the Giants where a late fourth quarter interception gets called back because of an offsides. I'm still not convinced Patrick Mahomes was an offsides when he threw the ball. It's wild to think that the Chiefs have been as bad as they've been, and it sucks that they're still hanging around because you still can't feel totally great about it.
1: Not at all because of all that firepower that the Chiefs have. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, we've seen him do ridiculous things on the field. We've seen the no-look passes. We've seen the scrambles. We've seen the incredible arm strength and the ability to get the ball anywhere. And obviously they have great speed. Tyreek Hill is still a human joystick, a a video game character. The guy has got incredible quickness and speed. And, and, you know, the Chiefs invested a lot into their offensive line, and it doesn't look great, I I wouldn't say. I I think teams are definitely coming after Patrick Mahomes a lot, and they're getting a lot more success this year. Um, But, yeah, make no mistake – the Chiefs' Achilles heel is their defense. It's terrible. They can't stop anybody through the air. Yeah. They're not very good against the run. Their defense is not good enough, or excuse me, their offense is not good enough this year to bail out that bad defense.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's funny because you're seeing like all the things that, like Patrick Mahomes, you know, you tell quarterbacks not to do, like throwing back across your body, no look passes and stuff like that. It's like those aren't working out for them as much this year. The other thing is, it's just, he had so many dropped interceptions, like so many interceptable oh, yeah. passes over the last couple of seasons, a couple of them dropping through the defenders of the chargers hands for sure. <laughs> and like, those have definitely come back to buy him. He was leading the NFL in interceptions going into last week. So like, he definitely isn't getting away with those things. The offensive line, even though totally different, doesn't mean it's a lot better than what their old offensive line was when they were at full strength. So I think they're still trying to figure out that, you know, that part out, but like, it, they haven't been impressive and they're still there and you still feel like at this point you don't expect them to get worse right i mean you th- like yeah melvin ingram obviously maybe they have injuries or something like that but like you expect their offense So does to be every team better. in the nfl for sure and like they have some bad losses i think that's the weird thing because they still put yeah, 24- they get, get yeah.
1: smoked by buffalo 38 to 20 i mean tennessee 27 to 3 i mean mm-hmm. damn i mean I, I, know I know tennessee is good and I give them that credit, but that is, is a weird too. bad loss.
0: Yeah, bad. I mean, twenty-seven-three is I mean, that was shocking. And Patrick Mahomes left that game with an injury and whatever. But like, that's how the game was going before he left. Like, don't get it twisted on that. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look like they were going to score a point in that game for a big stretch of it. But like, the AFC is just so weird, you know. But like, the Chiefs aren't just sitting at the top of it. You have like the best opportunity to win the division in a long time, where you feel really, really good about it and with the stretch of games you have you know down the stretch you have a chance to maintain the lead that you already have While you know maybe they pick up a couple of losses if they keep playing poorly but the afc david is so wide open the you know titans seven and two their division is really bad so like that's obviously what helps then you have the texans and the jaguars who are kind of looking like pushovers unless you're the bills going up against the jaguars but like <laughs> you can beat up on those teams the AFC, you know, number one seed is still only a game and a half away. So even though the Chargers have a flawed team, I don't think they're going to go the rest of the season undefeated, obviously. But they still have a chance to be up there when things are all said and done just because of the parity so far we've seen in this conference.
1: Uh, absolutely. And, and I think when you look at the way these schedules are structured, the Chargers had their toughest stretch of the schedule already. I think they've already went through that. And now their schedule is softening up for them. And now they have an opportunity to really stack wins on top of each other and and really kind of get to the team that we think that they're capable of being. Now, you still got to handle business. You still got to take care of business and beat those teams you're supposed to beat. But you look at, as we laid it out, you look at the, the rest of the division and their schedules, it seems like their schedules are getting more difficult as the year has gone by. So the Chargers have to capitalize on this. And Daniel, yes, there's a lot of parity in the AFC, but their best way to get to the promised land is still through the AFC West.
0: It is. And because the, the thing is, is, like, I still don't feel good about the game this weekend against the Vikings. You know what I mean? So, like, obviously, there's a lot in the air with that team as well right now. But, like, you can't feel good about it. I mean, the Steelers, you still have to play those games against them, you know, historically go back to being. Ridiculous Wild. games that the Chargers Matthew. haven't always come out Insane. on the right side of. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, three offsides in a row before the game-winning field goal. Like just what crazy. Was that? Yeah. yeah, that just crazy, crazy games against them. Then you also saw the Bengals, right, and the Joe Burrow, yeah. Justin Herbert matchup as well. They're not a pushover team. They have a pretty good no. defense too. Even after a couple of losses by them, they're a very beatable team. So the Chargers can't take care of business. They can end up near the top of the AFC if they play their cards right. But winning the division is most important. Obviously, only one team gets a buy. That would be great. If you're the Chargers with first-year head coach, Brand Staley, win your division. That's a huge statement. By a and a Coach of the Year staff. award
1: on his mantle for sure.
0: Yeah, and for Justin Herbert, you know, in his second season to win the division like that when Phillip Rivers had so many seasons recently not winning that same division, right? Even though he started off pretty hot early on in his career but I'm excited to see how it plays out obviously but there were a couple of voicemails that I did want to get into talking about the Chargers spreading the ball around offensively a lot of guys eating on that offense right now including and also talking about if the Chargers could find any help potentially out there to help their run defense at this point if they haven't already you know improved it a little bit over the last couple of weeks so we're going to get into that coming up right after this but first I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. They're back in better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football, college, or pro action. So make sure you guys head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and you can get a 50% welcome bonus. That's free money to play with playing with house money on your first deposit with the promo code locked on all caps, one word to receive that bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that they have available for the 2021 season and use that promo code locked on to get that free money to play with at BetOnline, where the game starts all right, guys, well, it's time to get into this last segment here, getting into some voicemails. And if you guys want to call into the show, we're still, you know, working everything out. But I thought the last YouTube show went pretty good with the voicemail. So we're going to get back into it today because we love getting your guys' voices on the show, especially when we have time to do that. The number is 323-524-7924 to get your calls in. Also, thank you guys again for making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys hanging with us till this point of the show. And we just appreciate your guys' – you know, in general, you guys following – in supporting us wherever we have been throughout our career. So thank you guys for that. And let's get into some of the things you guys had to say. We weren't able to fit in all of the voicemails today, but I think we do have a couple of them here that I think are worth definitely getting into. So let's start with Michael, who's calling in. Let's hear what he has for us. This is Michael
2: in San Clemente. Just got done watching the Chargers win today. Wanted to call and give you my thoughts. Number one off my list was I was very upset watching Joey Bosa get caught inside twice. When he had outside contain off the edge um, and it was on big third down plays, I think that was a major problem and a mental breakdown on his part. Obviously, the scouting report is in on the uh, Chargers defense that you can run through the middle. It's not a surprise to anybody, but we're going to face that all year long if we can't figure out how to jam up that middle. It's pretty frustrating if, in fact, we didn't uh, trade for anybody that was out there that could have helped us be a, a good run stopper in the middle. My question for you guys on that is, is there anyone out there left to waiver, or is it just too late now? Special teams looked a lot better today despite a missed extra point by Hopkins, but at least they made the game-winning field goal. Andre, Andre Roberts looked good. Coverage was better. It was. Uh, I think it was really important in the field position battle today and us winning that game. I think Joe Lombardi must have seen something in the uh, scouting report on the Eagles defense because they kept running that toss sweep, and it was getting totally crushed the first half of the game, but it ended up actually working a couple of times late in the game for big first downs. So I don't know what he saw, but he ran that play a bunch. All in, I think it was a very important win against you know kind of a, a middle-of-the-road team and the Eagles, not a perfect team, but they were pretty desperate for a win today. And so to go across the country and beat them in their own house, I think it was a good showing by the Chargers. Love seeing Brandon Staley keep going for it on fourth down. Thanks, guys. Take care.
0: Well, I love that because I think there's a lot of good points made. I mean, at least on one of those Joey Bosa plays, he was held like a mofo. So, like, it's hard to blame all that against it. But, I mean, the one we talked about it that, he just obviously let him break containment and get an easy first down. I mean, there's nothing worse than getting a team to, you know, third down having I mean, a chance to get off the field and letting a quarterback pick it up with his legs. And, and I let's mean, not
1: discount Jalen hurts athleticism too. I mean, even if Joey gets a clean break, like something you said on the, on the show, yeah. there's no guarantee that he's going to be able to catch up with Jalen hurts anyway.
0: No. I mean, you just want it to look a lot closer than that. Sure. <laughs> you know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, the other one, at least drew tranquil kind of made him do a front flip, you know, over it, <laughs> Yeah, it, which is yeah. tough, especially for tranquil in that situation, just because like, you can't really go high on the quarterback that close to the sideline either. So he kind of had right. to go low which is an easy place for you to get hurdled in that situation. But also, I mean, thank God for Brandon Staley going for it on fourth down because I'd way rather be the guy, and we haven't been that guy, but way rather be the guy that's yelling at the coach for going for it on fourth down and being aggressive than yelling at him going, what are you doing, punting it back to Patrick Mahomes in overtime. Well, hey,
1: if you you haven't watched the all-in, or not the all-in, but but the Justin Jones is mic'd up.
0: Mic'd up. He, first of
1: all, was phenomenal. Very, very entertaining. But he was talking about his coach going for it on fourth down and how much he that shows that he believes in the offense. And that resonates with the team that because that shows the team that Brandon Staley has full confidence that they're going to go out there and get done, get it done when they need to do it. And when they need to have it, they're going out there and they're they're executing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree, and I just love it. I, I always want to err on the side of aggressiveness. Like, if you want to put it in Justin Herbert's hands and you lose Do the it. game because of it, I'll take that. You know what yeah. I mean? I'll take those lumps because there's just too many times where you're settling for field goals, potentially missing them at certain times, right, or you're just missing out on chances to get a touchdown instead of a field goal, and they've opted time and time again to not just take those three points. They're going for seven, to lose, right? And
1: plan to lose instead so, of plan you know, to win.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, we saw it kind of backfire on him last week a little bit until it didn't, and they get the ball back at the 38 after pinning him deep for going for it near the goal line, and they get a touchdown right after. So overall, it's worked very well for them, even on the times they've missed it. I've understood it, and I'm glad that they did it. As far as helping the Chargers run defense, there's not a lot on waivers, right? I mean, not a lot of teams are releasing players, especially players that could make an immediate impact. If you look at the free agent market, you have guys like Damon Snacks Harrison, right? You also have a Geno Atkins older guys that don't have a team the only problem with that is at this point the Chargers have had all this time to go sign those guys and they haven't right even with the injuries to justin jones going on ir even with the lack of production that they've gotten out of those defensive tackles the Chargers have opted not to bring those guys in right so i just don't think it's going to happen at that point but david at the same time although they've gotten pushed around at times i do think you've seen some improvement over the last couple of weeks Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the numbers show that they were better against the Patriots, and uh, they were also better against the Eagles. I think I'm going to bring one thing up from Daniel Popper's article from the Athletic. Yeah. And if you haven't subscribed already, I don't know what you're doing. You need to <laughs> we go need do to have that him back on the show too immediately. Um, I miss and you, yeah, we, we have him on the, on the show all the time. Pop's amazing, but the Chargers held the Eagles' running backs to 114 yards rushing and a 3.93 yards per carry average. You'll take that. You'll take that every day of the week, especially after the first six or seven games of the year with the Chargers just getting just really, really gashed, just bad. Uh, And yes, they are definitely weak up the middle, but uh, I don't think there's anybody out there that's going to help this team right now. They're going to have to figure it out in-house, and that's just the way it's going to have to be.
0: Sure. And I mean, let's not forget, I mean, 22 out of 22. five plays at one point to end the first half the Eagles ran the ball so even if it's only four yards a carry and you know they had running backs that average 4.5 yards per carry in Jordan Howard's case and 4.2 yards per carry in Austin Scott's case both those running backs should feel good about that right I mean that's a good average for a running back the Chargers can also feel good about that too because let's not forget it was six yards per carry and seven yeah. yards per carry for a game right at points in the season and the f- high fives you know just under six as far as average yards per carry Throughout games this season, they're doing enough and they're making enough plays in the running game where it hasn't totally killed them. But in that last game, letting the scrambles go and get those first downs, letting them rush the ball and, you know, possess the ball and run the clock the way they did a lot of that game and really limiting the possessions in that game yeah, where the Chargers' offense had to be perfect for the yeah. most part, especially in that second half. That's things that teams can do, but I do think you have seen some improvement. But we do have another voicemail to get into. So Dakota calling the show drunk last week. We all knew it. Here he is this week.
3: What's going on, y'all? This is uh, Dakota from San Diego calling back after uh, after I called back last week from SoFi Stadium. Like you said, I was uh, I had a little bit too much liquid courage at the game. You know, it was kind of a tough loss. But uh, <laughs> you know, I'm feeling a bit more sober this week after that awesome win. So I figured I'd call you guys back in with some more sober thoughts. Uh but hey man, one thing I was right about was Justin Herbert bouncing back. I knew I knew he was due for a good one. Uh there's no way a, a guy with his amount of talent was gonna go three games in a row uh having a bad week. But uh we're back to Chargers Chargers team ball, man. That's kind of what I expect to see with this team. It seems like, you know, they like to spread it out with uh Keenan Allen as kind of the emphasis, but you know, no no receiver is uh is not a friend to Herbert man. He's not afraid to throw it to anybody. And uh, I think we're dangerous when when we're like that, when we're playing like that. And, uh, you know, nice to see us get a win on the road in the cold. Uh, Really, as a team, everyone kind of did their thing. You know, they tried to run it down our throats. It almost worked. (laughs) It was a little closer than I was hoping. But, hey, man, uh, we got enough for the win, and that's all that really matters. So, uh, nice win in a Philly environment. And bolt up.
0: That's a pretty hostile place to play, right? And the Chargers now... I've had two East Coast road trips where they've come away with W's. Overall, three and one on the road so far this season, two and two at home. They've been better on the road so far this year. But that's a great, you know, characteristic, a great thing for the Chargers to possess as a team. But, David, even though I would like to see, you know, maybe some more Josh Palmer, who's definitely inching closer to Jalen Guyton as far as snaps he's getting for this team. And even when you saw the deep ball, it's still Mike Williams. Having to make a contested catch. So we still haven't really seen it blow open the top of a defense yet with Jalen Guyton. But I have liked what I've seen from Josh Palmer. I'm excited to see how his role keeps growing. But I do think there is something to when you're using all of these guys the way you did. The way you used the tight ends last week. And I think upside to use guys like Austin Eckler, Josh Palmer a little bit better in the passing game. Like I think there's obviously a lot of ways that this offense can get better. But I do think it's nice that they're spreading around. And I do think for this team and this defense with the personnel they're missing, like this team's identity should be a high-powered offense team.
1: Oh, qu- no question about it. And it's through the air. It's, it's through Justin Herbert's arm and that right. incredible arm talent. And, and there are going to be teams out there that are going to key in on Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and do everything they can to take them away and take them out of the ballgame. So you have to have confidence in your other options that they're going to be able to go out there and get the job done. And, you know, they've used Jalen Guyton sparingly. They've used the tight ends to good effectiveness. But as we start going and progressing down in the season, it would be wise to get Jalen Guyton more involved in, in the game plan and get Josh Palmer more confidence and, and get him more looks because he has looked good. And they, they have designed a couple of plays for him as well. I'd like to see that ramp up and continue and really get those guys rolling so that you can throw the ball to anybody and really feel good about those guys going out there and making a play.
0: Well, I think the other thing is, too, is like I think between the two of them, they had something like 47 snaps. I think it was like 26 Jalen Guyton, 21 Josh Palmer. But the Chargers are also not relying as heavily on the three wide receiver sets as much this year, too, when you're getting three tight end formations out there, right? You never saw that with the Chargers before. I mean, that was fun to see. Definitely a lot of two tight end sets for them as well. So that's something that's taking away from it. But with the amount of weapons you have, I mean, if there are guys that are being, you know, shadowed or they're being, you know, helped over the top or bracketed or whatever. I mean, there's no shutting down Keenan Allen. I think that's the nice thing is you know, he's going to get his whatever that looks like that week. Right. Mike Williams still with some inconsistency there. And we had to know his numbers were going to come back to earth, but obviously still making big plays. And Justin Herbert trusting him to throw it down the field and just letting him go get it for a big chunk. And him, you know, showing against one of the better corners in the league that he could do it and Darius Lay in the last game hopefully we can see more of that and get those guys more close to what they were towards the beginning of the season. Cause then Mike Williams is the number one receiver just in a game that makes Keenan Allen more dangerous. That makes your entire offense more dangerous and gives guys a lot better opportunities. But the chargers obviously spreading the ball around and getting Justin Herber on the move, I thought was something that was Beautiful. very important as well. So I thought that played a big factor in it, but thank you guys for the calls in. We really appreciate it. If You guys want to get your voicemails on the show. The number is three, two, three, five, two, four, seven, nine, two, four. But I have to tell you guys something tomorrow is going to be a giant show because David is going to be joined up with Luke Braun from the locked on Vikings podcast and a lot to get into for this weekend's matchup. So make sure you guys don't miss that. Make sure you guys check that out tomorrow because I'm very excited to hear that conversation. And to do that, make sure you follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast from with that Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, the TuneIn app, the new odyssey app, or wherever and make sure to rate and review if you like the show as well thank you to everyone who checked us out on youtube and if you haven't already make sure to go check out the lockdown Chargers youtube page where you guys can subscribe and make sure you get all the daily video content which is not something you're getting anywhere else daily video content on the chargers i don't know how you can't be stoked on that besides our faces which we're working on slowly but surely but you can follow me on twitter at dan talk sports and david drugmar on twitter at joe talk sd we like interacting with you guys on twitter and social media in general, you can find the show on Twitter at Lockdown LAC. You can also find our new Lockdown Chargers Instagram page at Lockdown Chargers and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page as well. But bunch of big shows this week. We'll have our preview and prediction show on Friday. And tomorrow, we have the crossover event of the season so far. on Vikings, Lockdown Chargers. Make sure you guys check back in with that because Luke Braun is an absolute riot. One of the funniest hosts on the network. One of the best hosts on the network for sure. So make sure you guys are back with us tomorrow for that. We appreciate you guys checking with in with us. We'll talk to you then. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.